Hello and welcome to the Beyond Busy show. The show for building a balanced and productive life. I'm your host Shagal Sajid. Have you ever logged in a negotiation that felt like a hostage situation, desperately pleading for that raise, that perfect vacation deal, or even convincing your teenager to do the dishes? We've all been there, locked in frustrating standoffs that leaves everyone feeling bruised and defeated. But what if I told you there's a way you can crack the code of negotiation to transform those brick-walled conversations into a win-win situation? We are talking about the book Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, a former FBI hostage negotiator who later became a business guru. This title has 4.34 stars on Goodreads, backed by over 150,000 rating. Over 60% of this book is packed with the real-life scenarios, and you will witness his masterful use of tactics in action and gaining valuable insights. Before we start the episode, I want you to take a second to recall your last negotiation encounter in which you didn't get the outcome you were expecting. As we progress, you can play that same scenario in your mind and see how these tactics would have played it differently. I'm not going through every tactics mentioned in this book. We face different challenges in our everyday negotiation. That's why I cherry-picked the best tactics and grouped into three groups or steps which I believe will equip you for 90% of the situation you encounter and much easier to remember. If you're really serious about leveling up your negotiation skill, I highly recommend you go through the book. Or if you wish for a blog version of this podcast, which is currently being cooked, please go to the website shagalsajit.com slash tbbs slash 2. That is S-H-A-G-A-L-S-A-J-I-D dot com slash T-B-B-S slash 2. T-B-B-S for the Beyond Busy Show 2 for the second episode. Without further delay, let's jump into the episode. The three steps or the three groups which I mentioned earlier are 1. Setting up the environment 2. Asking the right questions and finally, closing the deal. It couldn't be any simpler than that. So let's start with our first step, setting up the environment. In this step, we are aiming to create an environment in which both parties are on the same page and creates a sense of collaboration. Look, if you are aiming for a great deal in this negotiation, we don't have the luxury to start off on the wrong foot. That's why creating a respectful atmosphere where both parties feel agreeable is crucial. The last thing you want here is a yelling competition. We need a peaceful and respectful exchange to secure the best possible deals, especially when you really need it. To achieve that, there are three key tactics which we can employ in this step. Active listening, mirroring, and tactical empathy. So, let's start with our first tactics, active listening. The active listening is genuinely, attentively, and respectfully listening to your counterpart. There are two sides to this. First, in any negotiation, there's a hidden power in being the listener than the speaker. While the one speaking is giving away the information, you as a skilled listener is quietly gaining information and building a clear picture of other side's needs, wants and limitations. This information advantage is your leverage. That is the first benefit of being an active listener. Knowing the actual stake 
and their true bottom line is often the key to a successful deal. And the best way to retrieve it is simply let the other person spill it out for you. Secondly, active listening isn't just about extracting information. It's about building a rapport and trust. When you truly listen with respect and genuine interest, you acknowledge and validate the other person, making them feel heard and understood. This fosters a sense of collaboration and willingness to work together to find a mutually beneficial outcome. After you employ this, you can go ahead with your second tactic for setting up the environment, which is mirroring. As the name suggests, the mirroring involves subtly mimicking the other person's actions and gestures. It might sound simple, but this technique can be surprisingly powerful in winning people over. The book cites a fascinating study where the waiters who mirrored their customers' gesture received 70% more tips as compared to those who didn't. This phenomenon taps into the human tendency to feel the sense of connection and trust with someone who seems similar to us. There are three ways to incorporate mirroring into your negotiation. First, you can do mimicry. Be careful, mimicking, but not as a mockery. Certainly echo the other person's body language. For example, you can cross your arms when the other person do, or you can lean forward when they lean in. Be careful not to be too blatant as that can come across as creepy. Secondly, repeat three words. Pay attention to the last three words or key three words of their sentence and repeat back to them. This shows you are actively listening and reinforces what they've said. So for example, if the interviewer is saying, blah, 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 I hope you are excited to join our team. And if you want to reflect them, if you want to mirror them, you can return back saying, I'm really excited to join your team and you can continue with the conversation. Or simply, if you don't want to agree to the recent comment your boss just said, so you can return back as a confused word. So for example, let's say if your boss is saying, we will have to provide the documentation by end of the day. So you can return by saying, hmm, end of the day? In the book, there are examples when just mirroring itself lets your counterpart agree to your terms without you asking any question or saying any other word. The third way you can do incorporate mirroring in your negotiation is by paraphrasing. Paraphrasing is summarizing their key points in your own words and asking for confirmation by starting with the phrases like, so what you're saying is, and then you can continue paraphrasing. This will let your counterpart feel a connection and will be more easy to agree for the reasonable deals coming forward. So by mimicking your counterpart, repeating their words and paraphrasing, you will employ the mirroring strategy. By mirroring someone, you ensure you're both on the same page and creates a sense of collaboration. Then you can finish setting up your environment by the next strategy, the tactical empathy. While reading this book, some tactics might seem manipulative. However, it's crucial to remember that the ultimate goal is in exploitation, but achieving a win-win deal. That's where tactical empathy comes in. It's not just about pretending to be in their shoes. It's about genuinely stepping into them, understanding their emotions and needs, and expressing that understanding through your words and actions. Again, we have two ways of doing it. One is by labeling their emotion. It plays a key role here, simply acknowledging their feelings with the clear phrases like, it seems like you're concerned about, or I understand why you might feel frustrated. 
it helps to build a trust and bridge the gap between. Then you can employ accusation audit in which you address potential concern your counterpart will have upfront and provide solutions. It can be really effective when you recognize and directly address their barriers early on. Your approach of genuinely considering their concerns, addressing them proactively, and then offering an alternative solution is exactly what sets tactical empathy apart from a mere manipulation. It's about creating a collaborative atmosphere where you feel heard and valued, leading to a successful deal that benefits all parties involved. I can give you an example scenario where all these steps mentioned in tactical empathy can be expressed in a single sentence. Okay, consider this. Your client is really concerned about the pricing and having second thoughts. You can respond back saying, it looks like you're concerned about the pricing. I can clearly understand why you would feel that. Allow me to help you to clear your concern by providing an alternative solution. Here, I have addressed the emotion by labeling it first. Started the sentence by saying, it looks like you're concerned about the pricing. And I genuinely considered his concern and addressed it earlier stage, also provided an alternative. And the overall response was empathetic. That's why I said, I can clearly understand why you would feel that. Sometimes we might not even feel they are being reasonable, yet we respect their judgment and try to set up the best environment for a collaborative approach. With that, it concludes the first step, setting up the environment. What we discussed so far are not just negotiation tactics. These are the tactics you can do to win over a person and earn their respect. I have a personal story where these steps really worked like a magic spell. I had a manager. He was really a good person. He really takes care of the employees. However, he tend to pretend he's angry so that he can avoid almost all the questions and negotiations. Most of my colleagues were scared to approach him for fear of his angry dad act. Then my promotion cycle rolled around and his call came. He started asking me some documents from my side, which he made as I forgot to send it earlier and started his angry dad act. I realized he was asking these documents for the promotion cycle and he's showing his main face to avoid my questions. Also, I knew asking directly wouldn't fly. So I remembered the lessons on building the environment. I decided to apply them. Instead of defending myself, I followed the steps, focusing on active listening, acknowledging his words and even mirroring his tone, though it was really tricky over the phone. Then I employed labeling and tactical empathy. Then I said, Hey, I noticed you seem stressed these past couple of days. With the team expanding, I can see why. Is there anything expected from my side or is there anything I can do to help? That one sentence itself worked like a magic spell. He immediately started chuckling and smiling and he responded back saying, No, I'm just trying to squeeze you in for the promotion cycle. I was so surprised how the situation turned immediately. Then we ended up having a productive conversation where he gave me all the information I needed, like when can I expect the hike, what percentage of the raise I can expect, and what all I need to do to further speed up the process. By employing this first step, building the environment, that's exactly what we are trying to do. First one, we are trying to retrieve as much information as possible. And secondly, you're trying to create a collaborative environment so that your counterpart will be comfortable agreeing to the reasonable terms that you will put forward.
So that is the key goal here and it really worked in my case. Now you can recall your last negotiation experience considering all the points mentioned here and try to see how it would have played if you included today's tactics like active listening, mirroring with mimicry, repeating their words, paraphrasing, and finally tactical empathy by labeling their emotions and accusation audit. Take a second and just play that scenario in your head and how it would have went differently. This is how far we are going to go today. I really didn't realize how long this would go. So I'll continue the next two steps, asking the right questions, which is the heart of a negotiation and closing the deal in the next episode. And heads up, there are some juicy, mind-blowing ticks coming up. So don't miss out. You can read the blog version of this podcast by going into shagalsajit.com slash tbbs slash 2. That is s-h-a-g-a-l-s-a-j-i-d dot com slash tbbs slash 2. tbbs for the Beyond Busy Show and 2 for the second episode. As always, stay tuned for the upcoming episode and thanks for listening.